up, cool safe chicks? It's your girl Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. Hey. <laughs> My bad. I'm so used to you saying, like, hey guys. Da, da, da. Hey guys. <laughs> How are you? All right. So, hey everyone. How y'all doing? I mean, I'm doing good. Good. I'm a little hungry, but I mean, I'll be all right. We get it. I'm also a little hungry. Yeah. Too. Same. Yeah. But um, so we are closing out our Mama May okay. with uh with my story, um, yeah, my motherhood story and getting into motherhood and whatnot. So I guess I will jump right into it. Uh, first, I want to shout out uh, the moms that we did interview this month: uh, Johnny, mm-hmm. um, Kalanda, and Carmen. Thank you, ladies, again for your truth, transparency, and showing your transformation into motherhood. You ladies are amazing. I know each and every interview inspired me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's inspired the ladies as well. Um, So if you are listening and you didn't get a chance to check out those episodes, make sure and go back to all of our podcast platforms to check that out as well. So let me get into my story, y'all. Okay. Where we starting? Where we starting? We're going to start first. um, A lot of you guys know that my husband and I will be married. Well, we'll be married 11 years this year um, in October. Uh, when we first got married, we did not want to have children right away. So we, how old were you guys when you got married? 24 and 25. Gotcha. They okay. married the age that, you know, most people say they mm-hmm. married. Yep. 24 and 25. Um, and yeah, we just we were like, no, nah, we're not we're not doing this yet. You know, most of our a lot of our friends that married that year, either some like got pregnant within the year of them being married, um, two years, whatnot. Um, we decided to wait. And um, let's see, we waited a few years. We were like and then we decided that, OK, you know what? We're ready. We're ready Sorry. to start. <laughs> you OK, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little mishap off, off off recording um but yeah we you know when we decided that we wanted to start having children it wasn't as easy as we thought it would be um what do had, you mean by that when you say it wasn't as easy do you mean like it didn't happen as quickly as what you thought yeah it didn't happen as quickly as what i thought like i thought that okay we about to do the business i'm gonna get pregnant real quick bam <laughs> uh no that did not happen um we it took maybe about three years in order for us to conceive, and um, it was hard. It was very a hard three years because you're seeing all your friends popping up and saying, "I'm pregnant. We're ha- we're having a baby." Blah blah blah. And it's like you want to be happy for other people, but you're also disappointed. Um, shoot, I use especially with Kalanda. As Kalanda said in her interview about, "I was disappointed with God," mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. about the certain situations that happen, and you know. I was disappointed. I was like, Lord, this is not how it's supposed to work. I am supposed to be pregnant. Like, you know, I said it. We doing what we need to do. Like, what's going on? I'm supposed to be pregnant. Were you guys like, sorry, I don't mean to keep No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Were you guys like using calendars and all of that stuff? Had you gotten doctors involved? Like, in terms of trying, how were you guys trying? Was it just we doing the sex? So, I um, have always, I'm I'm a calendar person. I am a... Like, even some of these episodes, I have been pumping while we're recording the episodes, and I have an app and all of that. So, I'm very much that person. So, I was following my period. I know, I, especially at the time, I, know, I knew and know, like, when my cycle was going to start, when it was going to end, when I was going to ovulate, all of those things because of my calendars. 
And um, so I would, you know, on the conception days, I'm like, all right, let's make sure, especially on these days, let's get it. Um, I would also, um, I did consult with my doctor and they were like, I mean, you're, you're healthy, you're, you know, what not Sylvester, the same thing. So it was like, we just don't know, you know? Um, but one thing I will say, looking back, um, I personally feel like I needed to clean up my, um, yeah, you say I'm healthy. Like the, the healthcare system says you're healthy. Like, okay, if you're up moving, you're mobile, da 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 da. Your cholesterol health, is fine. Yeah, you're overall healthy. But I knew, like, looking back, my eating habits weren't great. I was not exercising the way I needed to and whatnot. So I actually consulted the Holy Spirit, like, all right, Lord, I really want to be pregnant. What are those practical steps that I need to take care of and I need to do? And I remember specifically, especially before I conceived Haven. I went on a cleanse. I did a cleanse uh, with this young lady named Tierra Goes Green. And I actually, I'm not vegan anymore, but I was vegan at the time. I, well, I started off being a vegetarian, transitioned to being vegan. I went on a cleanse. I started taking different supplements. Like, and this, y'all consult your doctors on this, but I know for sure it helped us. Maca and Don Koi. Those are two uh, supplements that really maca helps with your energy and reproductive health for men and women. Don Koi is sort of the same. And I just started doing those practical things. And then, of course, spiritually, you know, just continuing to trust God. And then uh, summer of 2017, I conceived Haven. Um, and when I tell you that was, you know, y'all can see the video on my YouTube channel. Like just we literally we're bawling, crying in our house, like me and Sylvester, like God did it, you know, God, like that when, whenever, especially there are times where you might be wavering in your belief and it's like, all right, Lord, what's up? Well, like what's going on? I literally always look back at that. Like if you can bring me my child, I know that you can do anything, anything. Yeah. yeah, anything, anything. And I'm very open with sharing my story because I have had so many women message me, especially after sharing. Um, well, first of all, a lot of people didn't even know that we were having trouble conceiving. And I remember one day I finally, it was like a video or a post or something where they were talking about, stop asking women when they're going to have kids. Mm. And I shared it. And I was like, because you never know what's going on. And I had so many people like message me and even comment like, oh my gosh, I didn't know. You know, some people apologized and whatnot. I'm like, you're okay. But I just want us to be more mindful of, you know, when we, you know, especially women's reproductive health, like chill out. That's her uterus. Let her deal with that, you know? So, um, so yeah, summer 2017, we conceived Haven. Uh, she was born the next year, 2018. And then I, um, well, first that pregnancy was, I was still working at the salon. I was still doing everything that I needed to do, whatnot. So that pregnancy was good. Postpartum was very interesting. Uh, we were going through several transitions when it came to me no, no longer working because we made a decision that um, I wasn't going to work anymore. Like we had made that decision years ago. Like when I started having kids, I'm going to, you know, take a step back from being behind the chair because I just didn't have a desire to be a hairstylist and having a full running business and then having to juggle motherhood as well. I've seen so many women who do it, but it's a lot. 
their children end up being salon babies. They're at the salon with them for hours. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I just don't want that for her. You know, I I would rather at least take that first year to like, you know, bond and do what I want to do. And um, but it wasn't easy. Postpartum wasn't easy because I was still trying to adjust with not no longer having that career. And I had all these plans and ideas that I wanted to do after leaving the salon. But that didn't work out. Um, Even her, my birth uh, situation didn't work out. I wanted to have a vaginal birth. I did everything I needed to do. I, you know, I I went through the birth center and whatnot. Shout out to Atlanta Birth Center. They're amazing. Um, However, my child wanted to enter the world a different way. You know, when I went into labor, she was breached. It was meaning she was... um, she was not upside down in the birth canal and her head was not in the birth canal the way it was supposed to. Her butt was, her in, there. Butt was in the birth canal. So with that, um, you know, they don't encourage you to have a vaginal birth that way because there are so many things that can happen. So we ended up having a C-section. Uh, that recovery was hard. I've never had major surgery like that. Uh, the only major surgery I've ever had was my wisdom teeth. So that was hard and it was scary. Um but we worked through it by the grace of God. Um, I had, I did have a few months of being disappointed in God, kind of, you know, sep- distancing myself from even just praying or anything. Like, I just was like, I don't even want to talk to you right now. I don't care. Um, I'm mad because things are not working out the way I wanted it to. And what's going on? Mm. And then finally, one day, God was like, what are you doing? This ain't right. What are you doing? Because you're going to continue to be mad for no reason. You're going to continue to be disappointed. You're going to continue to mentally just be all over the place. So what are you doing? So I slowly started to, um, I think, okay, because I always talk about this. Our church has a 24-hour network. Mm -hmm. And that's what, I think they had just started it when Haven was born. And I would just leave it on 24-7. That was all my my TV would be on. And even if I thought I didn't want to hear it, I would, you know, in the middle of the night, we would I would be up with her, like feeding her or whatnot. And my pastor would be saying something like literally I'd be like, literally what I need to hear at that moment, moment, all the time, even to this day, I still listen to it, you know, and I'll just be passing by the TV and he said one thing and I'm like, you know what? You right. <laughs> so um so that is what started getting me together me talking to my husband getting myself together um and just, even just us talking about postpartum with the both of us one thing is we focus on postpartum with women yeah. but men can go through postpartum depression as well yeah. and my husband faced a lot of pressure back then because he was like i'm trying to figure out you know my wife isn't happy and I'm I'm concerned for her, but I'm also trying to balance this household. Right. And so he, it was a lot of things that he was going through as well. And, you know, Holy Spirit just told me to check in on him. And we had a lot of hard conversations. Like I've, I've said this before, that was like the hardest year of our marriage, you know, mm-hmm. and just really trying to figure out being first time parents and getting things together. And, um... But I appreciate that year because it also got us a whole lot closer. So this time around, this time around postpartum, it's like we good, you know. It's not easy, but we're we're learning how to really work it now. 
So then um, a year, Haven was a year, and we started trying again. We was like, okay, we're going to start trying again after a year. And um, then she, I, uh, that summer, I found out I was pregnant. Summer 2019, I found out I was pregnant, and I had a miscarriage. I talked about this um, on one of the previous podcasts uh, with Kalanda. Kalanda. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we talked about that. Um, that was my first time even sharing that. Um, I had a miscarriage and it was hard. It was another moment of what? Like, no, this is not supposed to happen. And, um, but I feel like that moment kind of, I won't say it went away quickly, but I was able to, one, I had y'all and we were doing the podcast and it was like, it was different things that was helping me like just kind of, I guess, heal in that moment. So, um, then we started trying again. Actually, we didn't even want trying. We were just having sex. Period. <laughs> you know, the pandemic happened. That's when it happened. <laughs> yeah. The pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of us, just we home, okay. you know, we were not social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> we home. I, I one night I was like, my cycle is late. Mm-hmm. And. I was working out. I was doing this program called 75 Hard, 30-something days in. And I'm like, I am tired. I don't want to do this anymore. I feel sick. And I had pregnancy tests underneath my sink just because. Took a pregnancy test. I didn't even tell Sylvester I was taking it. And I walked out, and I just placed it on the table. And he was like, I knew it. (laughs) He was like, it was just the way, like, you're not feeling good, all of that. And so... That's when we conceived our Nova, uh, which is funny because we thought we were going to have a boy. Like, a, I did, you know, too. <laughs> we thought we were going to have a boy, but we ended up having another girl. But we're girl, girl mom and girl dads. So, um, but with this second pregnancy, the second pregnancy was not easy. I'll say that. It was not easy. Um, I'm 35, so I'm a little older uh, from my first pregnancy. So, automatically they want to put you in that geriatric age or they call it a geriatric pregnancy and um so there are a lot of things they want to test you on and whatnot and I know for me my body physically I was just really tired my whole pregnancy I was healthy but I was tired and um you know I had a I had a overall it was pretty good Um, But then, well, now we can go into the birth story of Nova. I actually had Nova um, five weeks early. So that was extremely scary for me because um, coming from a miscarriage and then going into being pregnant, I had, because I found out I was pregnant at almost, what, two months So I had, you know, the rest of my pregnancy with this sort of fear that was trying to come in of, you know, if I woke up and I didn't feel her moving, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what's going on? You know, I would, I would drink something or I would poke just to make sure that she was good. Um, So the enemy was really trying to play with me throughout this pregnancy and, you know, like, are you going to have this other baby? Mm -hmm. Is it going to happen? You know, and so I really had to. Me and the Lord had to have a lot of conversations and just really building my my spirit up, you know, concerning um, this pregnancy. 
So then with ha- having her five weeks early, I remember it was um, the night before I was actually recording mm-hmm. a shift uh, service. Denisa was on. We were having like a, a panel discussion and we joked about how the last time our, our children like to my water likes to break like right after a shift service. Yep. And um, we were just joking about it. And then the next morning, like six o'clock that morning, I had moved in the bed. And as I moved, my water broke. I remember Baca being like, any minute, guys. And he, he has this joking personality, like if you watch him or if you've been around uh-huh. him. But the whole time we were recording, all he kept saying was like, I'm just saying, hey, she can she can have a baby right now. Like, that's all he kept yeah. saying. And, you know, it was it was literally just jokes. But, you know, so we were thinking, all right, she'll come maybe in two weeks because that would be 37, 38 weeks. We're good. Not 35 weeks, you know, where it's still kind of like, Okay, you need to develop your lungs a little more or whatnot. So my water breaks, and it was literally like, I remember it was like, babe. Mm. And he was like, what's up? I said, my water just broke. And I saw his face just go like, <laughs> like the same probably fears and concerns that I had. He immediately started feeling it. And so I called my midwife, and she was like, okay, you're early, so you need to get down to the hospital. And just being... um. I will say that my birth experience this time around in the hospital was so much better than the the previous time. Um, God really positioned the right nurses, the right mid, um, because with the Atlanta Birth Center, there's a rotation of midwives and you meet all of them throughout your nine months. um, But whoever's on call that day is who will not even that day. Like, yeah, that day. But I was in the hospital for four days. So I literally saw three of them. Um, so whoever's on call is the one that will tend to you for that night or whatnot. And um, the particular midwife that tended to me, she is like, because my plan was to have a VBAC and she is VBAC everything. Like, so she was super supportive and she really pushed for that. And I just appreciate like God strategically placing those people because my desire was not to have major surgery again. Mm-hmm. I said, I wanted this to be different. I know the last time around, I was disappointed. I really was. However, I trust you, God. Like, I trust you regardless of what happened the last time. We're going to do this. So um, so I ended up having a VBAC. I was in the hospital for four days. The first two days was us. Um, I had to be on steroids um, so that her body can, her lungs could develop more. And then the last two days was, um, the last day was labor. And then, of course, you know, recovery. And um, with Nova, she entered the world, you know, five weeks early, but she was thriving. Like, she didn't have to go into NICU or anything like that. God was just, it was just so awesome. Like, just, I, I just can't even describe it. It's just like, the experience was just like, it it was like looking back, I'm like, I was scared, but I was like, Lord, you really like you did that. Yeah. You comforted me like so much in that space and I'm just so thankful, like so thankful. Um even postpartum, it's like the experience has been totally different. Um, you know, it hasn't been easy. Yeah. But like this experience has been totally different mentally 
and even physically. And I, I'm just, I'm just in a space of thanksgiving, like so That's thankful. That's a good space to be in. Yeah. And uh, no matter what, like I'm like, all right, Lord, you you got this. And um, yeah, so that's where we're at. Six six weeks postpartum, just excited and just you know, God is good. Like both children were like definitely a faith process and a faith step, but like they're literally my miracle babies. Mm. Like I can live both pregnancies, especially a pregnancy after a loss. Like I can look back and I'm like, Lord, you did like, no matter what, no matter what's going on in my life. Like I trusted you with those children. I continue to trust you with those children. And it's just like, I, if you could do that, I know you could do anything. So, yeah. so that's that's my story, guys. Into motherhood. Nice. <laughs> Super dope. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, y'all know we have questions, but I think it's time for a break. Yeah, let's come back. Break, break and we, we can come back. Yeah, yeah, we'll be right back after this. All right. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Plug Devotional. You can order it right now on Amazon.com. Check out the Plug Devotional now. Hey guys, it's Ayana with your Monday motivation. So this is a post that I actually saw on Instagram and shared, and I thought it would really, you know, resonate with you guys as well. So it says, once you realize the power of your tongue, you won't just say anything. When you realize the power of your thoughts, you won't just entertain anything. And once you realize the power of your presence, you won't just be anywhere. So um, be mindful of your thoughts, be mindful of the pow- your tongue, and be mindful of your presence, you know, because you have power, everything has power, and you have control of your situation, and you set the atmosphere for your life. So um, enjoy and have a great Monday. All right, guys, we are back. I know y'all had some questions. You know, we always got questions. <laughs> One thing I can appreciate about the series is just how transparent and how open everybody has been to all of the questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. But my, I have a question for you because you have been the only person I believe as a entrepreneur, you know, at home with your children mm-hmm. and what that experience has been. So how are you able to like shift your mindset because you were very adamant before you even had Nova you were like oh I'm taking maternity leave and then six weeks later I'm getting back into it like it mm-hmm. was just ingrained and then here we are with you know the hair is a hair or you mm-hmm. you know opening back up like mm-hmm. what's that transition been like for you um well I know for me I had definitely had to adjust because even like later on in my pregnancy I was like really tired like me even like functioning as a business it was like exhausting for me. So I would like probably sleep all day and kind of work at night in a way. So I just adjusted to, you know, however my body flowed or whatever, because it was like, I'm tired, but I know I got to get these orders out. I got to do what I got to do as a business owner. Um, So even with like stepping back into entrepreneurship full time as a mom, I'm just adjusting and going with the flow. Like this time around, I'm not putting any pressure on myself. Um, You know, of course, when I get an order in, I'm going to fulfill the orders. I'm going to make sure that, you know, my customers are satisfied. However, let's say if I don't get to work like the other night, I didn't get to do anything during the day. But I think it was like 
one o'clock in the morning, like I was in our office fulfilling orders. And that was fine by me. Like I was literally in my space. I think I had music on and my headphones and I was literally just doing what I needed to do. So it's, it's just an adjustment for me. It's like, I'm going to work when I can and do what I need to do when I can and um, just kind of go with that. And it's no pressure. So Was there any fear of like, you know, I can't afford to take this time off? What about bills? What about, you know what I mean? Like how your mind goes into. Um, I feel like because when well, both me and my husband are entrepreneurs. So with us, like, you know, you had a plan. But it never got it never goes the way you plan, especially with Nova being five weeks early. So we're like, you know, we're thinking, okay, by her due date, we're going to do this, this, this. We're going to make sure and have these things set up Um, or we had these things set up. And then in the midst, we were moving. You know, our moving day was a week before that she was supposed to be due. But then she ends up coming early. So then I'm moving with a newborn. So it's all about just adjusting and just kind of, like I said, going with the flow. Um, as far as fear of not being able to take care of certain things bills wise, no, because we made sure to have certain things in place. But also I was like, I trust you, Lord. Like, that's it. I trust you. Yeah. Like you, uh, you made it to where I was able to have these children. So you're going to take care of these kids. You're, <laughs> you're going to take care of me and these kids because yeah. you're our father. And that's it. Uh, and that's just where we stand with it. So I can't do it on my own. Like, I relinquish all control over my life. So. Amen. I don't have any questions. You don't? I asked them all earlier. <laughs> I think that's where I'm at, too. I'm like, man, I, maybe I'm like, I did do something. And we this know service. the story. No, <laughs> yeah. not at all. Not at all. Nah. Like, you, know, you know, you know, like you said, you know the story. You know what you went through. And we mm-hmm. were, we literally had front row seats to right. it all. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I, I can say as someone who saw, you know, your experience with Haven and now your experience with Nova, it did seem like there was a strong level of peace mm-hmm. that you exuded on this go around. Mm-hmm. Um, up until we've heard that the water broke and I was like, oh snap! <laughs> yeah. But, um, I, 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 don't, I don't even know if that's a question. I think that's more of like a statement. I just felt like, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, I guess I saw your level of trust in God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you were carrying this baby and you would, you would make sure... That, you know, you would alert us if certain things, like if you if you need to take a break on something mm-hmm. or like if we were recording, like I need to stand up. You know, mm-hmm. you let us know. Um, it's so funny. kind of brings me back to this joke that I saw where they said as black people, you got to announce before you do stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> so and you was very much so that you was like, look, I got to stand up because mm-hmm. if you just stood up while we recorded, we would have been looking at you like, well, are you, you okay? Up, you know, like, no, I'm good. I'm, I just got to stand up. Yeah, yeah but good. I guess that's my statement. My statement is just like if you when you really get into a assured place of trusting God and knowing, you know, that God is really working things out for mm-hmm. you. People see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Like people, and it exudes a level of energy, not to be this person, but it definitely exudes a level of energy because I remember when you, when we first heard that you got pregnant, it was around a Sade's bachelorette party mm-hmm. and we had went to St. Simon's and, and I was so like, wait, what you doing? Did you like Lauren? <laughs> she was like, doing the most y'all. I was just trying to look but I appreciate okay. it yeah she was like and, and um it was so funny because you told me something too you was like yeah because Baca already told me that you was gonna look out because I was, I was like, what you, oh, don't get in that pool what you, what you doing I'm checking in on you 
but she was just like, back up, little girl, I'm good. You know? <laughs> and and I really just feel like I just saw I saw a level of peace and I saw that I saw your trust in God. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like I don't really have like questions. It's more or less like, girl, you did that, you right. know. <laughs> like I, it's more, I guess I'm in a celebratory mood mm-hmm. more so than questioning certain things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have one question. Go ahead. No, go ahead. This is my last question. Mm -hmm. But what are some of your favorite things about motherhood? Oh, okay. So, one, I think it's the power of being a woman. Like, when you really sit back, it's like, we are the only humans that can bring life into this world. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like literally. Really cool. Like when you literally look at like and that's why it's it's even like such a spiritual thing. And I was like, I wonder if not even I wonder. That is why there's so much of an attack even when it comes to women and trying to suppress women because of the power that we hold. Like this world would not be this world without women. True. You know, we would not be on this earth without our mothers our grandmothers so just that it's just like when you recognize the power that you hold and that literally bringing life into this world and god even just empowering you to bring life into this world it's like whoa yeah you you take first of all you don't think take certain things for granted and you just look at life just a just different you know um so that is one thing it's like wow um but when it comes to motherhood um i just enjoy watching my children grow like um i'm having moments especially as of recent with nova being you know a little baby i'm i'm definitely cherishing these moments because i look at haven and she's three haven is not a baby and she's not a baby like she haven paying bills basically yeah she's not a baby we have full-blown conversations it's certain things she says to me and i'm like wait a minute where how did you find out that word like do you know what it means you're using it in the right context like what's going on um so like i've been having these moments with her especially like my baby's not a baby anymore Mm -hmm. so it's like just kind of you know, cherishing each step. And that's why I appreciate even being able to be home, you know, and then like Mm. even, you know, recognizing that, hey, it's time for you to go to school. And then having that connection even with her teachers and her school, like it's like we're all working together and we have this community, this beautiful community where, you know, our children are growing and they're super smart. They're, uh, you know, they they say at school, they say confessions at school. And it's like, I am smart. I am a leader and I am confident and, you know, different things. And it's just like just seeing that at three, like and then the power that she knows that she possesses as a human being. It's like it's like, oh, my God, beautiful. So um, and then just even me and my husband, like just growing together as parents and learning different things and, you know, just being a team. It's like yeah, we can do this. Like we can really do this. So that's, I'm just enjoying motherhood all around and just not allowing society to pressure me because there's a lot of pressure on mothers to be perfect For sure. and you got to have things a certain way. And it's like, listen, like Carmen said on a previous podcast, if my house is yeah. dirty, it's okay. We'll clean up later. Um, if things aren't done, it's okay. Well, you know, we good. This is my child. This is my household. So, mm-hmm. Okay, I have yeah. one last question. Go ahead, Charlene. <laughs> I, I don't even remember what mine was. <laughs> I'm sorry. So just because I feel like it, it happens a lot and so we don't have the conversations about being unable, being not being able to conceive 
or not, you know, that mm-hmm. process of just thinking like, oh, I'm gonna be able to get pregnant and with her Kalanda's story. Kalanda. Kalanda. Ah, mm-hmm. I thought I had it. Kalanda's story. How would you encourage someone who is currently in that season of like, oh man, everybody around me is pregnant. Mm-hmm. I really, really want a baby. You know, I, you know, I'm believing for this child. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this isn't happening for mm-hmm. me. What would what would you say to them? I know um, one of the things that just immediately popped in my head is to celebrate um, other people's wins. You know, I know it's hard. Like I said, it was hard for us, but we celebrated our family and our friends who were in that season. Uh, we actually, we've even sewn into people who I, I mean, one of my friends, two baby showers, me and my husband, we took care of the baby showers. We planned and we, we hosted the baby showers. Uh, when uh friends had like uh baby registries and stuff i'm picking the most expensive gift because i'm like i want to sew and i'm it's not about money and how much it was but i'm like i want to so like the different things that i want i want to sew that into other people and celebrate this season of your life um because i'm believing god for that so celebrating other people's wins um also I know it's hard and I know that it might sound cliche, but just really trusting God no matter what and staying in the word no matter what. That's why I said, you know, there's times where I especially just literally have the word on 24 seven. Even if I'm not reading it, I'm listening to it because I need that. I need that because the enemy is constantly trying to play with my mind and trying was trying to tell me that I'll never have children Mm. like Wow. I'll never have children. You're going to try to say that to me. Wow. No, I'm going to combat that with the word. So, you know, I always say, go to the word, go to the word, only believe, you know, confess, use the, use your mouth, use your mouth, open your mouth and speak life, speak to your womb, speak to your husband's reproductive system. Like we got to work this thing together. And, um, just go from there i i like Speaking i know yourself. it's hard yeah yeah like encourage i feel like encouraging yourself oh, yeah, encouraging sure. yourself yeah um i know it's hard i've been there you know because some people are like you don't know right. i do know i have been there and i'm speaking from experience where it was hard however i had to work through this and working through it is working through it spiritually amen you know what was kind of stood out to me what you just said there where you said you talk to some people and tell them to do that and I guess they kind of blow over it in Mm -hmm. other words I feel like sometimes in those spaces or in those times when that happened it's because I think people are looking for traumatic scars right Mm -hmm. I feel like and what I mean by that is like if I tell you hey trust God if I don't look like I've experienced trauma Mm -hmm. or if I have the scars from trauma me telling you to trust God just looks like something that you're just saying it. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm just mm-hmm. saying it out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes we kind of get caught up in that. Like mm-hmm. we need to see scars on yeah. you in order to know that if you really did trust God. And so that's why I think I brought up, you know, what I brought up initially where I was like, I knew you were in a season of trusting God, but the crazy thing is when you're trusting God, it gives you peace anyway. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you don't, it removes what, any type of Mm -hmm. scar that you could potentially have because literally your position is in God. Yeah. Like you're, you're really submerged in him. Yeah. And so I say that like to encourage people, it's like sometimes you really just do need to just hearken to what someone is saying Mm -hmm. instead of trying to pinpoint, 
you know, what mm-hmm. happened in their life that made them say what they got to say. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know for me, especially like I will never look like what I've been through or what I'm going through. That's, not, I am, that's good. Yeah. I'm, I am the person where if I wake up and I'm not having the best day, I am on purpose going to go into my closet what do I feel like wearing that will spruce me up today? Yeah. I, let me throw on some makeup. Let I me do, do my hair. I look my you best know? when yeah. I feel my worst. Exactly. Yeah. So you, even in the, that season of me trusting God for a child, you would have never known. You would have never known me sitting there crying in my car before I went into work. You would have never known me crying with my husband the night before. Like there was a lot of tears a lot of tears in that season and nobody knew because I was like you know what it's not me trying to hide anything it was just like I I'm not going to one I'm not going to put myself into a depressive state yeah yeah and then I'm I need to okay I had my moment I had my moment I released it because crying is like relief to me no it's I released it okay now let's move on right let's work through this Put a smile on your face because at the end of the day, God is good no matter what. Right. I'm alive. I'm healthy. I'm here. So it's like I, with me being here, I'm able to trust you and just keep it moving. Yeah. So. I love that. I think that's a takeaway. Don't look like what you've been through. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, Ayanna, we thank you for your transparency. Of course. Yes. We knew your story, but I'm I'm excited for our listeners to know and to have heard your birth story and not just your birth story but your your testimony mm-hmm. yeah. to your two children mm-hmm. um, transformation yes your transformation um be sure to reach out to us if there's something that you want to talk to ayana specifically about you can send us a secret letter to save your secrets at gmail.com and we will let her reply to you mm-hmm. if you want to dive deeper into that conversation be sure that you're following us on all social media platforms at save girl secrets on instagram and on facebook at save girl secrets no s on twitter um did you guys have anything else to say no all right well this wraps up our millennial motherhood yes we thank you guys for kicking it with us and to all the ladies who allowed us to interview them we love you and we pray that god is continuing to bless you all thank you guys for tuning in good god bless you love and peace Bye. bye